Did you know that Valentine's Day has its roots in an ancient pagan festival where um, the day was celebrated by sacrificing animals and smacking women with animal hides, which was uh, believed to encourage fertility, so... This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcasts and other student work on garnetmedia.org. Welcome back to Garnet and Black Unwritten, where we talk everything about USC student-run magazine, pop culture, and college life. It's not scripted, it's unwritten. I'm Faith Fulmer, all by myself today. <laughs> today, we will be talking about the Grammys, celebrating Valentine's Day, um, and we also have a very special guest. So I'm not actually alone today. I am with Garnet and Black's ri- uh, writer, Gracie Belt. Gracie, tell us a bit about yourself and your experience with GNB so far. Hi, I'm Gracie Belk. I'm a writer for Garnet and Black. I was in the lifestyle section, but I think we kind of did away with sections. But I'm a journalism major and a creative writing minor, so I've kind of found myself in a really good space. That's perfect. All right. Well, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into you and that a little bit later. But first, we have to get into our media of the week. I have some media of the week. I don't know if you do, Gracie, but I'll go ahead and say mine first so you can, like, think about it a little bit. Um, So my movies of the week are the Star Wars prequels. I've been rewatching them with my roommate. Um, and we watched the first two, and we're about to watch the third one very, very soon. It's just, like, life is busy. Um, but we watched the first two. I love Star Wars. I am definitely a Star Wars girly pop, but I will say the prequels can get a little bit rough, um, but it's worth it because the third prequel is literally my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Like, I love it so, so much. Are you a Star Wars fan, Gracie? I'm not, (laughs) by controversial opinion. Oh, that's okay. That's totally fine. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, so I'm enjoying that right now, and I guess my artist of the week, it has to be Taylor Swift. Um, I've talked about Taylor Swift enough, like, plenty in the past, but I just have to talk about her right now because she took it all home at the Grammys, and she is just, like, she is the topic of conversation right now, and I, it's, I just need to, like, talk about it real quick because I don't have any strong opinions about her at the moment. Um, um, also, do you, are you, are you a Taylor Swift fan, Gracie? Kind of. Okay. Love that. Love that. Um, I think we're, we're probably feeling kind of similar right now. Do you feel kind of mixed on her at the moment? I don't know. Like, I wasn't, I think there was a point I got to around, like, midnights mm-hmm. where it felt, like, very commercialized, and me and my friends mm-hmm. have been, like, talking about that. Yeah. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I have I wasn't like an original Taylor Swift fan I was I was very into like One Direction and uh, Five Seconds of Summer back in the day and I became a Taylor Swift fan around the time I think like Lover came out and then after I I listened to Folklore and I was like totally obsessed with it like it was totally up my alley Um, and now I'm kind of like we're experiencing kind of this like rebirth as Taylor Swift as like a pop star and like it's a little bit like overwhelming she's everywhere right now and she took home album of the year at the Grammys do you think that she deserved that no I don't (laughs) I really don't I was like I was kind of upset I thought I thought Midnight's as an album like I don't think it was a bad album yeah yeah I agree for me it just was not album of the year especially Uh -uh. against 
the competitors and mm-hmm. the people I was thinking about, like, that should have took home album of the year. Yeah, so, yeah. Who do you, who was your pick for album of the year? Do you probably, think? honestly, SOS by SZA. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful album. Yeah. And it was so it, curated. That was, 2023 was definitely SZA's year. Um, it was also Taylor Swift's year, but what year isn't all about Taylor Swift, you know? This is this is the Taylor Swift century, and I was talking to um, a friend the other day about who should have taken home album of the year, and I was like, honestly, like anybody else, like Taylor Swift, she's earned her flowers, you know, mm. she's gotten them, she's had four album of the year Grammy wins, like, and as much as I love her, she doesn't deserve to take home every single award, like let other people get their flowers, you know, it's like it's like we've pretty much reached the reached the point of like Taylor Swift like oversaturation in the media and it's making people turn on her again and I don't like that I don't like it I love Taylor um I love her music I love her as an artist I think she's probably the most influential person like of the decade like she's Mm -hmm. insane and sometimes when we see too much of a person we just like want to take a step back and I feel like that's what should happen but it's just kind of it just keeps on going you know yeah it's like i'm excited for the next album the tortured poets department like i don't even know what to expect i'm a little bit overwhelmed by it but also when she announced it at the grammys i was just kind of like what like i was like is this real like are you serious like it just almost seemed like impossible that she would be announcing a whole new album right now like she's the busiest woman in the world like how does she have time to write a whole album it's just crazy i thought that was insane that was something me and my friends talked about a lot Mm -hmm. because we were like pushing albums out this fast it's too much it's insane it's wild and i feel like you kind of lose that time you get to like really perfect and like Mm, like delve deep like yeah it's like how could this even like scratch i feel like the reason why folklore and evermore were such successful albums is because she really had time to like dive deep into every single song and like really perfect them like because she was you know at at home locked down during covid like and i think that's why those albums hit so like hard um because they really come from a place of like deep emotion and i think you can really tell i'm like how constantly touring for like every like day for the past year and like still going on top of being at every Chiefs game and like going to award shows like how did she have time to write an album like I just don't understand and it almost like makes me think like how like it's making me question like the quality of this album that's going to come out we haven't listened we haven't heard any of the songs yet but I'm just like I'm just I don't know. I'm just wondering. I'm curious. I'm excited, but I'm also scared. But I'm also curious. Yeah, it seemed to definitely have, like, a odd, like, vibe to it. I was not excited mm-hmm. when it got, like, announced at the yeah, Grammys. Yeah, I wasn't that excited either. I mean, I felt like... I felt like a like an adrenaline rush, but I wasn't like, oh my god, I can't wait to hear this. It was more like, oh my god, I'm scared. I, <laughs> it was also like, oh my god, Taylor Swift is a crazy person. She is a mastermind. She's a crazy person. But I was also like, I wasn't like, oh my god, I can't wait to hear this. It was more like, oh my god, what? I'm scared. <laughs> I think I would have felt different. It feels like at the Billboard Awards or like the yeah. VMAs or something. Yeah. But at the Grammys, yeah. I was excited to watch. There were a lot of artists. I was like really excited to like watch them like get recognized especially for the first time yeah like boy genius got recognized Mm -hmm. for the first time got their first grammy which is really exciting Mm -hmm. um leve i love her she Mm -hmm. got pop contemporary album yes i love her too and i was really excited to see those but Mm -hmm. taylor knew and i think by like announcing and getting her 13th grammy that like 
that was going to take a lot of attention. And not that, like, she has to be aware mm-hmm. of, like, other artists. Not that that's her, like, yeah. place. But mm-hmm. I think it's hard to kind of... I don't know. She has a lot. She's gotten a lot. I think if I was mm-hmm. her, I would have been like, oh, my God, thank you guys. But, like, also taking the back seat and, like, yeah, announced and be it like, later. Be like, shout out to... I don't know. Like... I don't know. And then she had the whole thing with, like, Lana Del Rey where she, like, drug her up on stage and was like, Lana Del Rey and blah, 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 blah. Whatever she said about her, I'm like, yeah. And she kind of should have won this award. I mean, I don't think she was the only person that would have been deserving of it, but that was a great, great album that she put out. Lana Del Rey's never, I think she's never won a Grammy, which is insane. And she literally up there on stage with Taylor, like, um... I feel a little embarrassed right now. Like, I, I don't know, like, what was going on inside of her brain, but it just felt awkward to me. It just felt awkward. Are you a Lana Del Rey fan? Sort of. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me and my friends discussed it, and we were like, it's the idea of, like, you have this one friend that, like, wins everything. <laughs> like, that one kid in elementary school who, like, got, like, the High Achiever Award oh over God, and yeah. over again. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you just, like, sat in the back and got, like, the yeah. Social Studies Award. Mm-hmm. That's what it. That's yeah. what it felt like to me. You know, it. You know what it really reminded me. I. I'm a theater kid. I come Hamilton? from. <laughs> no, 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 no. Aaron it didn't Burr. remind me of Hamilton. <laughs> no, I mean kind of, but no, it didn't remind me of Hamilton. But good point. Good point. Um, it reminded me of like growing up and doing theater and like constantly either getting ensemble or like uh, supporting roles and then you have this one friend or this one girl that always gets the lead. That's what it felt like. And I just felt like everyone was kind of looking at Taylor that night and being like, yeah, of course she got the lead again. Of mm. course she did. And it's like, it's not that she doesn't deserve it. It's that, you know, let other people get their flowers sometimes. And that's also how I felt about, oh, speaking of flowers, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> she won her first Grammy, which I was know. amazing. I was like, she never got a Grammy before? And she absolutely killed it with her performance of flowers. I'm not even a huge fan of that song, um, but I just love Miley. I mean, I grew up with Hannah Montana. So did every other person in the in the in our generation um but i'm just so i'm like so proud of her i'm so happy for her and mm. that was awesome and then also some someone i need to mention is olivia rodrigo she didn't win any grammys i don't think no she didn't i was really shocked by that yeah i thought this would be her like time i really thought guts was an amazing album i think it was better than her original album I or agree. her first album sour i thought it was better than sour um and i thought at least she would take home one award like it was it was so good like so many people's sophomore albums like fail to live up to the original you know and i thought you know i thought it would be her night and it wasn't which is unfortunate but any other thoughts about the grammys gracie i I thought the performances were really fun i Mm. loved all the performances tracy chapman coming (gasps) back fast yes i thought that was awesome that was really really awesome it was so sweet that was so cool yeah, it was a big night for performances. Mm-hmm. I was upset about that one guy, the one, like, critic who had to, like, release his, like, statement about why he picked. And he said that he didn't vote for Lana because of the 2012 <laughs> SNL <laughs> performance. He I've said he couldn't look past yes. that. That's crazy. That's crazy that one performance can, like, determine whether or not, like, 10 years later you get Grammys. Like, oh, my God. People people are ridiculous. Also, that has, like, a tinge of misogyny to it. I'm just, I just want to say, like, that sounds a little misogynistic, in my opinion. But it's whatever. Um, I guess if, if Zayn was here, I would mention the Joni Mitchell performance. Because Zayn is a huge fan of Joni Mitchell. And I was ready to talk about that with him. Are you a fan of Joni? I am. It also reminded me of, um, oh, my God. I just totally blanked. The Christmas movie? Love Actually. It reminded me of Love Actually. I just watched that for the first time, like, a month or so ago. 
it's one of the best movies ever. I watch it year-round. The cheating stuff could be cut out, but it's such a beautiful, like, mm-hmm. speaking of love, I think it's a beautiful, like, rendition of, like, different paths of love and mm-hmm. life yeah, and totally different forms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it for the first time, like, a month or so ago, and I didn't the hype behind it maybe I need to rewatch it or I don't know I feel bad like having the differing opinion here but I guess I just need to I just need to say my truth um but maybe I'll give it a rewatch in like a year or so and maybe I'll it's just okay what I thought about it I thought some of the like individual storylines were really good but there was just too much happening like I didn't know what to pay attention to and I was like oh what's who's that guy again what's happening in this one why is he speaking in a foreign language what's going on why is Snape cheating on um his wife <laughs> like I don't know what's happening but maybe if I rewatch it I'll understand it a little bit more I love like differing storylines because mm-hmm. I love them a lot in books yeah, so I think that's I that, yeah. why mm-hmm. I like love that movie so much because yeah. I love when like the little connections like appear yeah and everyone's connected mm-hmm. I love a good like ensemble cast in a movie or a tv show because you like get to pick your favorites and you get to pick who's your favorite storyline and you can pick like who you want to end up together like I love that I love that so maybe I just like maybe I need to rewatch. it um but did you have any media of the week Gracie that you wanted to mention I think for like my album of the week that I've been listening to on repeat was Transatlanticism by Ooh. Death Cab for Cutie. Oh! <laughs> I rewatched the OC a little bit ago, mm-hmm. and I love Seth Cohen, and I love how much he talks about Death Cab for Cutie. So it made me, like, start re-listening, and I think it's one of the best albums Death Cab for Cutie, is that, like, are they, like, emo? Yeah, kind of. Okay, like are you a big, like, do you like, you like emo music? No. Really? Yeah. Mm. So Death Cab, I don't know. I've never so. listened to their music, but I was a really big, um, I love Panic of the Disco. I love Fall Out Boy. I liked My Chemical Romance, too, when I was, like, in middle school. So that's, like, I guess that's the relation I can make there. Um, anything else? I'm trying to think. Oh, Ocean Vong. Her poetry, I've been, like, reading so much of lately. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of her, like, senior year of high school mm-hmm. and then in one of my creative writing classes one of her poems got brought back up and I like fell deep into the hole again that's cool are you really like a big poetry fan yes Mm. I I've always been a reader like since the day I was born like I love reading and I I like I get really really into like reading books like over the summer but during like the actual school year I like don't I can't find any time which really really sucks so maybe if I like pick up a poetry book or something maybe I can read like one poem a day (laughs) but I've never been like a I've never like been like I never really have read poetry, like, in my free time, which maybe maybe I should start doing that. Maybe I can increase my IQ or something. Um, <laughs> but every time we've had to, like, write poetry in class, it's been, like, that's, like, my favorite thing. Like, in high school, whenever we had to write poetry, like, I feel like I did, I, like, succeeded at that. It felt like a good challenge, especially... Especially if we had to, like, make a certain type of poem, like a sonnet or something, which is so hard. Like, oh, my God. Like, it felt like a fun little creative challenge for me. Do you like to write poetry as well? I do. (laughs) Um, I'm taking my first creative writing class right now. Mm -hmm. And it's been a lot of fun kind of playing around. And we get different prompts and different forums. Mm -hmm. Because I do like... I like when we have like a strict kind of like setup or yeah. something that requires like a lot of choice and a lot mm-hmm. of thought. We wrote some haikus mm. the other day, which I don't think I've written a haiku since like third grade. 
No, I remember the last haiku I wrote was in fifth grade. It was a guy I had a crush on. We wrote one together. Ooh. Yeah, it was about soccer, about how the grass is green. Yeah. Wow, that's saucy. That's like the third base in fifth grade. <laughs> that's like third base. That's crazy. I don't. I never. I've never written a poem with a guy I had a crush on. That's crazy. So, so you you're really into writing. Yes. Okay. So you're a journalism major, right? Yeah. So, sorry, if this is like a big question, like out of the gate, but like, what do you want to do when you graduate? Uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, to most people who ask me that question, I'm actually planning on going to law school. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. What made you want to go down that path? Well, I had always planned on it when I was like in sixth grade and beyond Mm -hmm. because everybody was like well you like to read and you like to write (laughs) and you like to read a lot and they were like well here you go you have something you can do and Mm -hmm. I didn't think I was going to make a difference in it I want to do contract law Mm. but one day I was sitting around and found out that like publishing houses and a lot of authors end up needing Mm -hmm. lawyers for their contracts. Oh, that's cool. So I thought that would be my way to still work in publishing and still work in the writing world, but in kind of like a fun way. Make sure artists are not getting bad contracts. Mm, I love that. I love that. I love that you like have a plan, like you want to make a difference like in the world. Stand up for what you believe in. I love that. I love that a lot. do you like still plan on doing like creative writing on the side like definitely in the future? Um, mm-hmm. my favorite author, Emily Henry. Sorry mm-hmm. if that sounds too like pop culture ish. It's fine. What is she has she ri- did she write the people we meet on vacation? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I know that name, I know that name, and I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't read any of her works. Should I? Yes. Okay. She's an excellent writer. I'm obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. And her story really inspired me. She was a like copywriter, like a technical writer. Oh, cool! For a long time, and mm-hmm. then she just started getting up early, and like an hour a day, churning out like young adult novels. And then quarantine hit, and she wrote, she wrote Beach Read. Oh, cool! And changed my life. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's like gonna be me when I start reading one poem a day. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so. What other authors are you, like, a fan of? As a big romance reader and writer, Jane Austen, the original, Mm. the OG. I love that. I just reread Northanger Abbey. Mm. I've read two Jane Austen books. I, 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 okay, no, I've read, like, two and a half. No, I've read, like... I've read, like, two. <laughs> I've technically read two, but I read one full one, and I read, like, the beginning of Pride and Prejudice and Emma. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to read... Um, I still plan on reading Pride and Prejudice and Emma. I own both of those books. I just haven't gotten around to it, so I guess we'll have to see. Um, but I read Full and Full Persuasion. Have you read that one? Yes. So I read... Th- I had to read that one for an English class last year, and I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was kind of boring, but of course, I mean, of course it was kind of boring, but that's how like all kind of old, older books are. Yeah. Like you have to like, it's like a lot, a lot, a lot of exposition. And then it's like the big action happens like at the very, very end, the last six pages. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this has to be worth it. And it did end up kind of being worth it. Um, what kind of made it more interesting was like, we got to like talk about it in class. Mm. So that like made me like want to like read it more like if we talked about something interesting in class it made me want to like okay I have to you know get ahead in reading because you know I want to know what happens you know um have you read persuasion yes did you like it um it was one of my like lesser favorites yeah I feel like I feel like I'm definitely gonna like Emma and Pride and Prejudice more um persuasion it's 
did you think it was it was boring I think it compared to the other books it was pretty boring Mm -hmm. there was just a lot of like I feel like a lot of nothingness yeah everywhere it felt just like a lot of like okay these characters are talking and uh, this is the relationship they have and this is what maybe they're thinking and this is like every individual little detail of what is happening in this scene I'm like okay I don't need to know all of this (laughs) that's what a lot of like what is that what is that era is that the romantic era no that's not y'all are the y'all are the writing mages i don't honestly i don't know whatever era of literature that is it feels like every kind of book i've read from that era is kind of like that like it's like this is what's happening this is what's going on this is every single little detail this is when they move their hand this is blah 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 i don't know it's like i really have to like switch that part of my brain on to pay attention romantic period Oh, okay. So I got it right. It was Georgian the romantic period. In terms of like the kings. Okay. Because not Victorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Victorians, obviously Victorias. Yeah. Um, it was still King George's, but mm-hmm. romantic. Yeah. Every single like book, like I really have to like switch on a part of my brain to like really, really pay attention because it's like, it's so different to like what n- the novels that are being released now. Like they're very like, I don't know. But have you ever read uh, Sally Rooney before? Yes, I have controversial opinions, actually. Oh, I want to know. I want to know. Because a lot of people, we actually talk, so we, okay, so I, this, this English class that I took last semester, it was like British literature, um, and which is just like a standard class that you could take. And um, we like started out like we read like Wuthering Heights and like um, Persuasion. And then by the end of the class, we, we were reading um, Normal People by Sally Rooney. Like it was it was a little bit crazy, but it was so fun because I got to write about how like Sally Rooney is like the modern day Jane Austen, like yeah. which is like I feel like it's a little bit silly, but it's also so fun to like make those comparisons. So what what are your hot takes about Sally Rooney? I don't know. I I think she's fine. I think she's mm-hmm. a good I think she's a good author. Mm-hmm. I just personally don't like her writerly choices. Mm. You don't like the with no quotation marks? Or I'm fine with that actually. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a really odd but like good thing. Yeah. It makes her very unique. I showed that to my boyfriend. He said, I don't like that. <laughs> and he brought it up to me again, like not that long ago. Like I don't even know why. And I was he's like, I really don't like that. And I'm like, okay. That's your opinion. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. When I just found it, it was, like, hard to read because it's just, like, not, like, a straight line, but, mm-hmm. like, there's not much happening and going on. Like, there's yeah. a lot happening, mm-hmm. but it feels very, like, mellow. Mm-hmm. And I just had a hard time reading it. Mm-hmm. And I also read Conversations. I read that one, too. I read that one, too. You didn't like it? No, that one was not... I like normal people more than I like that one. I think conversations mm-hmm. left like a bad like taste in my mouth. Really? And then I like, is it because it was like kind of like a not so good morally main character? No, actually, I really I love when the main character is like not like morally good, like mm-hmm. perfect, morally gray. Yeah, like <laughs> you like want to agree with them because like they're the main character, but you're also mm-hmm. like. There was a lot going on in that book. Yeah, totally, totally. There was like the. Uh, spoilers but there's like an affair and then she like has endometriosis but then there's like she like has a weird relationship with her parents and then like her friend is like in love with her or something and they do spoken word poetry it's like it's it is a little bit too much um but i love sally rooney i she's just so up my alley like in terms of like it's still kind of like young adult ish in the terms of like most of her characters are young adults um but it's also like 
it's she is kind of like the modern day Jane Austen in the terms of like it's just like normal scenes happening like people are talking Mm -hmm. and like I know like one part I remember writing about is there's like a part in normal people where they talk about how what's the main guy's name Connell Connell yeah Connell is like unwrapping like a paper like on a from a water bottle or something and I'm like that's like so it seems so insignificant but like it's actually like says something about his character or whatever like like I like when I do like I said I I know I was kind of like making fun of it like when Jane Austen does that but like I understand it you know like it can be annoying Mm -hmm. at times but I'm also like oh and that tells me about their character and how they are anxious and blah 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 whatever 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 so that's like what I like about Sully Rooney I guess so yeah it's about striking like that fine Mm -hmm. balance of like having these little moments Mm -hmm. but trying not to have like too many yeah also like letting the plot keep going yeah Mm -hmm. it's hard to like not make everything plot driven Mm -hmm. but also like not delay the plot by adding in like all these like little tiny little details that most of them are insignificant like i get that i get that um so you're creative writing minor yes so do you like want to write a novel one day (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm in the middle of a first draft for a novel right now that is so cool yeah. Do you, like, want to give away some details? Or are you not ready yet? I would love to. Okay, go it's ahead. It's called A Life Well Lived. It's mm. about an author, Clementine Carter. She's an editor. Oh, I love that name. Clementine? That's so cute. That's so she's, cute. Um, she's an author, mm-hmm. but she's also an editor, and she writes under a pen name, mm. Charlotte Charlotte Orange. Love that. <laughs> I don't know. I had to come up with a pen name, and it was really hard for me because I was like, Oh, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have a pin name. I don't want one. Mm-hmm. So I had to, like, brainstorm. But, yeah, she writes under this pin name. And obviously it's a romance because it's me. Mm-hmm. But I totally get that. Her college rival, Charlie, Charlie <laughs> Levinsky, ends up becoming her new editor for, oh. for her book. And they have, to, they have to work together and they have to figure it out. That's crazy. And I love that. So are they, like, no spoilers, but, like, is it, like, a f- enemies to lovers kind of thing? Sort of. Okay. It's kind of, like, enemies back to friends to lovers. to lovers. We uncover some stuff from college. Mm, love that. Love that. Love that. So yeah. how did you get into, like, writing? I don't know. I sort of always was a writer. Like, my mm-hmm. mom has these little, like, paper-stapled books mm-hmm. I, like, wrote when I was a kid. Same. And Same. I remember in, like, the third grade, we had, like, journal time, Mm -hmm. and I had, like, a full story, Mm -hmm. like, ranging the whole year about this gymnast that lived in New York, and my teacher would get mad at me. The gymnast? I like that. I like that. I like that. She'd get mad at me because I'd be writing when, like, we were supposed to be doing vocab, and I was like, okay, well, I'm busy. (laughs) My bad. I am a writer. You were a (laughs) full-time author by the time you were 12. Yeah, I was kind of the same way. Um, I'm not really, like, into writing anymore, but I was, like, so, like, in my own world when I was little. Do you kind of, like, relate in that terms? Like, I love to draw. I I have, like, a ton, a ton of notebooks that I've saved since, like, the time I was five years old where I would draw pictures of, like, people with giant heads and giant eyes. Like, that was my art style. I had an art style when I was five, y'all. And, like, I would write stories that – and I – 
and I never finished them. Like, I think I only have fully written a story, like, one time, and that was when I was, like, in third grade, and I wanted to write a story for my teacher, and I gave her, I, like, wrote out copies of it, and my mom helped me. It was, like, about, like, a little girl and her teddy bear. I like wrote it all out and I was like, here you go, I'm an author. And she was like, oh my God, you're a genius. And I was like, yeah, I know, I'm kidding, that didn't happen. But that's kind of how I felt at the time. I, 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 you know, I wanted to like, I just wanted to like be creative. Like yeah. I've got those like creative, <laughs> I've got creative creativity in my veins since I was yeah. a little child. I just was like in my own world, wanted to create stories and like, oh my God. And then that eventually evolved into writing fan fiction when I was in middle school. <laughs> um, and I never finished any of those and don't go out searching out there because I don't know if they're on the internet anymore. So yeah but you know, but you know, um, you know, we draw our inspiration from many different avenues. Um, for me, it was uh, One Direction for a long period of time. Um, but, you know, today I still do like writing. I'll, like, start out a blurb of something. I'll get, like, a strike of it. Not strike. I'll get, like, a spark of inspiration. And I'll start writing. I'll be like, oh, my God, this is going to be my new project. I'm going to become <laughs> an author. I'm going to become famous. And then, like, two days later... I don't really feel like it anymore. Yeah. It's so hard not to fall into that trap sometimes. How do you beat it? I listen to, like, movie scores a lot. Mm. I listen to movie scores, and then as I'm, like, listening, I'm trying to, like, imagine scenes to, like, go with them. Mm-hmm. And if I get stuck on one story, typically I'll kind of, like, leave it leave it be for a while. And I'll go to other things. I'll go to poems, or I'll go to, like, something else and mm-hmm. usually by the time I go to something else I'm like writing something and I'm like oh my god that is so something Clementine would say or like I'll say something and I'll be like guys Paul's genius <laughs> idea just hit I gotta put it in my notes app I love that yeah it's like every single like little creative avenue can like feed into each other yes. which is like so true because like I know like if I'll be like watching a tv show I'll be like oh my god imagine if like someone like this character or this character did this you know like I could totally, like, imagine that. Like, just little different, like, sparks sparks of inspiration can come from anywhere, which is, like, so fun. But it's also, like, when you do have burnout, it's kind of, like, you need to just, like, move on. Yeah. Put down the pencil for a second and just, like, move on to the next thing. At least either for the moment or for good. Because sometimes you grow out of projects, you know? Yeah, I I had a novel I was trying to write Mm -hmm. like in middle school like I kept changing things and like going back and like Mm -hmm. it was just like my little outlet Mm -hmm. and then I got like sophomore year of high school and I just like totally scrapped it Mm -hmm. and like started over kept writing that one Mm -hmm. and then I went to a wedding saw a hot groomsman (laughs) thought of Charlie and thought of Clementine being like this bitter bridesmaid Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm not gonna write it and then I ended up scrapping the other one and starting that one and getting, like, really serious about it. I love and that. And I was like, this is the I one. I love that. I love that. So you kind of, like, grew up writing and, you know, just kind of expressing yourself through that avenue. So when you came to college, like, how did you get, like, into Guardian Black? Like, how did you find your place in it, I guess? I knew I wanted to find some way to write. Mm-hmm. And my whole idea going into journalism was that I loved magazines. Mm-hmm. And there's so many that I, like, follow. And I was like, USC's got to have a magazine somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I found Guardian Black. And I put in my application. And 
they brought me on as a writer. Yay! Yay! So let's talk about some of the stuff that you've written so far. So um, just recently, you kind of like um, showed off some of your creative writing finesse. Um, You wrote uh, a story called Modern Love at USC. Um, Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Modern Love at USC was inspired by in front of the Thomas Cooper Fountain, like in front of like the little walkway, mm-hmm. there's um, Thomas Hart's Karen, 1987. Yeah. And I saw it like two times and I was like, oh my God, that's the cutest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to write about it. Yes. And love that. I, I never, th- I've seen that a million times and I never even thought about like doing that. That's so creative. That's awesome. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I needed a pitch and that was like sitting <laughs> in the back of my brain and I was like, Okay, this is what we're going with. Love that. I love that. I love that. So everyone out there, go read it. Everyone go to www.gnbmagazine.com. Go read it. Um, and then read everything else that Gracie's worked on. Um, so you also had another short story that you wrote last year, was it? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was um, This Is Love. It was inspired by, I had a really cute core group of friends mm-hmm. in high school that I was super duper lucky to be around. Mm-hmm. And obviously leaving them was hard, but I got to find a new group in college as well. Mm -hmm. And some of them go here. Mm -hmm. So I was just really inspired by like that and missing my friends, but also loving my new friends. And I think one night we were like getting ready to like go out and we were just getting ready and we were all like, yeah, this is literally the best part of going out. (laughs) You're getting ready. You're getting ready. Mm You know, you're trying on different outfits, mm-hmm. bar- borrowing somebody's, like, eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my roommate, Anna, who always lets me borrow <laughs> her eyeshadow. And just like that. And I was like, this is so cute. And it's there's so much love in, like, mm-hmm. one room when you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love I love that you just, like, wrote this piece, like, celebrating girlhood. Like, especially, like, when, like, the Barbie movie had just been released this past summer. It's just, like, I feel like there's so much, like, good energy in the air when it comes to, like, how do I say this like celebrating girlhood and like just you know proud of like being girly and like hanging out with your group of girlfriends and like just like having fun and like being yourself and like not being afraid of like being too much or you know like you just like can be yourself like around your friends like I think that's so awesome it's so cool that you like wrote this story about it and I really enjoyed reading it I think I read it before but I just reread it the other day and it was it was so lovely it was such a good experience um thanks yeah you're welcome um anything else that like any other thoughts you have about about that I just thought it was really fun mm-hmm. Greta Gerwig is amazing mm-hmm. uh Little Women also inspired it and mm-hmm. the Barbie movie as well but mm-hmm. I read Little Women every single year and its thoughts and like portrayal of girlhood is the most perfect thing yes. ever. Yes. And like my favorite thing about little women is how they're all different, but they're all like sisters. Like yeah. they understand each other, but they all have their own like dreams and like things that they want to do. Like I th- that's just so awesome. Like I said, I love an ensemble cast. <laughs> I love a good ensemble cast. Um so um we're so I think we dive into this like a little bit. Like do you usually like draw your inspiration from like from like other pieces of media or like experiences in your own life or is it kind of like a combination of all those things sometimes it's like other media um songs that I'm listening to Mm -hmm. and like little lyrics that like pop out I know I was listening to one song yesterday it was Dallas by 
kid sister, I think. Mm-hmm. And there was a line I misheard. It I it was babe, you have all the good luck, but I thought it was babe, you have all the good lines. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, that's perfect." Yeah. So it really just it depends. I feel like not much happens in my like everyday life mm-hmm. like deems writing worthy. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to like take those experiences and like stretch them and figure mm-hmm. out how they work in like different ways. Yeah, totally. I definitely get that. Um so so you're a journalism major and a creative writing minor. So would you say that you prefer writing creative pieces or do you also like to write more like nonfiction, like journalistic pieces? Like what do you think you prefer? I definitely prefer creative writing mm-hmm. just because you don't have as many like bounds and like mm-hmm. not to hate on AP style, but <laughs> I also hate AP style. <laughs> not, even as a journalism major, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's just hard because like most of the time you're kind of bound by something and if you want to go a different direction it's hard to do that Mm -hmm. but when you're writing and it's yours and you can just kind of do whatever you want you can go whatever direction you want to I wrote a poem the other day and I was like yeah this is a good poem but I was like it would make an even better like story Mm -hmm. and I was able to like switch and go that route without having to like worry about like anything yeah which is nice that's so fun do you like to write free verse yes okay most of it's free verse sometimes it's more like lyrical sounding or like depends on like rhythm Mm -hmm. but most of the time it's just like I sit down and whatever like comes out yeah that's it yeah I totally get that I I've like I the more that I think about it I think I've actually written more poetry than I think because like anything can be poetry yeah like I I um have played get the I played the guitar since I was like in seventh grade so I would like delve into songwriting sometimes and that's essentially poetry like it's kind of like I'll like I'll like kind of want it to rhyme but like I don't like I don't like be like I have to put seven syllables in this line and eight syllables in the next like I don't like restrict myself in that way I'm just kind of like does that sound good okay that sounds fine okay does that sound good okay that sounds fine (laughs) um but I think it's it's fun I think it's I think it's fun to, like, challenge yourself sometimes, but also, like, not, like, put any, like, boundaries on your creative process. I mean, it really just depends on whatever you're, like, going for. Um, But, yeah, I guess I'm a a poet. (laughs) I think everyone's a poet in their own little, in their own little rights. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. Well, Gracie, it was lovely getting to talk to you today. And thank you to all of our listeners out there who are listening to this episode. Um, And shout out to our producer, Ella, as always. Shout out, Ella. She is looking at me right now. (laughs) She's scaring me a little bit. I'm a little bit scared. I'm just (laughs) kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, And shout out Zane, who could not be here today. It's okay. I wasn't on the last episode. So we're all even now. And any closing thoughts? No. Have fun. Go read. Go write more. <laughs> yes. And thank you guys I feel for having ins- me. I feel inspired. I'm going to write a whole novel when we get <laughs> off of this today. Just kidding. I don't have time to do that because I have to edit a video for my video class. So, well, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll catch you again next week. Bye.